0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Shoot the Defence. I'm Stel and my co-host, as ever, Steve Ayer, Saji And Rodri Giggs should be here any moment. He's, he's fashionably late. Well, they say lateness is greatness. But anyway, before we get onto to Boyo, Steve, how are you doing? Really good, are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Loads to talk about tonight. Loads to talk about. So I'm sure this will be another eventful show. Saj, you good? Yeah, all good. Yeah, ticking along. Hmm, you seem rather happy today.
1: <laughs> no, I'm okay. It's been a good two weeks. Today's been a bit, hey-ho, a bit, bit strange, but hey-ho, get on with it.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, boys, well, without any further ado, let's go with the, the big story that broke today. Al-Hilal <coughs> has offered €259 million Euros for killing Mbappe, uh, an offer that Paris Saint-Germain have accepted. Now, we don't know the the figures that are offered to Mbappe, I guess it's down to the players to decide whether or not some outlets are saying it's a two, three, four million pound a year deal. I I, I can't make head nor tail of it because there's so much money going on. But Steve, where, I don't even know what to ask you with this situation. I mean, there are hundreds of questions I
2: could ask, but just tell me your, your thoughts on this, please. Uh, Well, there's a snowball effect uh, quite clearly still. Um, Almost daily, you know, you're seeing people like Max Power of Wigan Athletic going playing in the Division 2 in Saudi. Um, You're hearing of Jordan Henderson. um, And now all of a sudden you're probably going to the best player in the world, the best attacker in the world presently, who is going to um, almost wave goodbye to his career domestically. But just be the most uh, sign the most lucrative contract that football's ever given. So uh, obviously, this is just in its infancy at the moment, and they've gone straight to the top with their target. (laughs) You can only imagine there's going to be um, you know dozens and dozens of other footballers follow suit. Well,
0: it is eye-watering. We've seen all the transfers that have been going on in Saudi, which I guess we're going to discuss in a bit. But Saj what would this mean for European football in general if the move does happen? Uh
1: I don't think it'll change too much to be honest. I mean there's still a vast amount of great players in in the the, the in the European market. I mean losing maybe I mean maybe you losing its top player may affect it a bit, but I don't see the quality kind of diminishing much uh with Mbappe going. I mean if I was Mbappé, I, I probably would go, man. I mean, it's generational wealth, isn't it, man? Changing for his, all his family and stuff like that. But, uh, hey, it's not me.
0: OK, well, let's <laughs> let's go into this one then. So, we know that Mbappé wants to leave. We know that, that the player has quite a bit of power at Paris Saint-Germain. Is this... Potential transfer: a wake-up call for Real Madrid because we know he wants to go there. Do you think this is? I don't know. Maybe I don't know Mbappe's agent's way of maybe speeding up Real Madrid now because obviously he wants to go there. They've spent big on players like Bellingham. Is this
2: a game? Uh, well, I don't think it's a game because um, in a heartbeat there would be millions of the population. Us, you know, that would accept this contract that's been, you know, offered to Mbappe. So uh, it's so it's so big and outlandish that that you know it suits Paris Saint Germain, who could, you know, we talk about generational wealth for families, but obviously already a wealthy football club. Mm-hmm. They're set up for for decades, um, if not only to obviously dominate the French football league, which they do largely. But to obviously, you know, you know, be better in, the, in, in, the, in Europe in the Champions League. So, it suits them too. Um, and if Real Madrid do step forward and, uh, with a bit of urgency, is it going to be anywhere near the wages and salary that's being offered here um, by the Saudis?
0: Not a chance. And there's a gentleman about to jump in the room. We, we're obviously not paying him anything. He's not on Mbappe wages anyway. It's Rodri with Cesar. How you doing, Rod? Should be.
3: Yeah, sweet.
0: Should be.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, Hello, Good, mate. Oh, Hello, Rod.
3: Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all good. That new well, mic you've just... got there, what's
3: that? It's a jazzy little mic there, isn't it? it looks like a what fan, is? that. Yeah, what is it? No, man, I've had it for ages. Oh,
0: okay. It's just that maybe you guys haven't seen it. There you go. There goes disappeared. If you put friend. it a little bit, it looks like the top of your head down there. It looks like the top of your
3: head. Can you see it?
0: <laughs> although it is whiter than my head although then again <laughs> you know, this, this this British weather might as well be pale as milk uh, bro we're just talking about Mbappe's potential move to Saudi Arabia £259 million is the figure that Paris Saint-Germain have accepted is this legit you reckon do you think it, it could happen do you think Mbappe would want to go there uh, for that money yeah why <laughs> wouldn't you um, even if you went for two years,
3: you know, twenty-seven when he goes, twenty-five now, twenty-seven, be a billionaire. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange one because would you want to go there? if you was Mbappe, not really, but that money is enticing. You There's won't
0: blame only- anyone. Well, this is it. There's a whole heap of questions when it comes to the Saudi League. People say, "Oh, what about financial fair play? What about this? Are are UEFA sorry, are FIFA going to get involved in this and that?" But the fact is, I think we all know that money talks, and don't be surprised if, in maybe five or six years' time, they start talking about a World Super League. I mean, we've already got the World Club Championship, so it would have surprised me if one day it happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't don't think FIFA's really got a leg to stand on after awarding the World Cup to Qatar, to be honest. So, you know, uh, they they probably will move towards that. And because there's legislation out in Saudi Arabia about financial fair play, they can do what they want. So they're playing within the rules. So, (laughs) you know, no no one can really say anything. I mean, where where it is um, probably against the rules, but still within the rules is where the Saudi clubs are buying the English clubs and kind of doing transfers amongst themselves, buying a great English player or buying a player, buying a player that's within the English league and then loaning them back. Say, for example, uh, Ruben Neves, if he does go to Newcastle, as it was rumoured. So, you know, <clears throat> until the rules say state that you can't do it, then it's fair game.
0: Yeah, we, we saw a lot of people asking about Chelsea's transfer activity in January. And as it turns out, it was just a smokescreen, wasn't it? Because they're backed by Saudis, hence the reason why we've seen so many Chelsea players go out there. So, yeah, it will was, was certainly be an interesting situation with Mbappe. But gentlemen, let's swiftly move on to another transfer rumour, which again has been rumbling about for the past few hours, really. And, and Rod mentioned this back in the last season, Harry Kane. We spoke about him potentially going to Bayern Munich a few weeks ago. Where it looks like Man United have thrown their hat in the ring now. As you guys know, Bayern Munich don't often discuss player transfers in public. And they've clearly stated that they want Harry Kane. But is this uh, a legitimate rumour now, do you think, boys? Do you think Harry Kane could be a Man United player this summer?
3: Um, Yes if there's if talks been going on with Bayern Munich um, obviously Daniel Lee is going to listen he's not signing a new contract by the looks of it so they're going to look at him, wanting to shift him out it just all they've got to do now is, is give him the right price and then he's gone uh, would he go to Bayern Munich it's hard I can, it's hard for me to see that, that would he want that Premier League record sure he would but then then again he's going to be going to, he's going to be fighting the Champions League he's going to be at the top of the league, but German league, really? He's still at the top of his game. Now, if you go to Man United, you'll definitely break that Premier League record. And will he win stuff? That's the question. He'll be competing, but will he be actually winning stuff?
0: Well, Steve, there's a a story going around that Joe Lewis, the Spurs owner, has become increasingly frustrated with the Harry Kane situation. He's obviously got 12 months left on his, on his contract. He can leave for free next season. In an ideal world for Spurs, they'd want him to sign a, a contract agreement or an extension to keep him at the club. But the fact is, I think a couple years ago when Kane was linked with City, that was the closest he came to leaving. But now, with uh, the situation right now at Man United, needing another striker with, with
2: Spurs with a new manager, could do with the money. you think it could happen? I do, yeah. I mean, I know we, we we've talked about it frequently on on your show, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't envisage the the Bayern Munich move. Um, I see him start, they're signing a new contract at Tottenham, or I see him going to Manchester United, and my suspicion tells me that United um, are not linked with any other centre forwards really. And they also, when they do get linked to players, they genuinely mean it. It's not like uh, a smoke screen um it's not it's, it's not lies it's not propaganda there's normally something behind it and the, the, there's still that massive void in the number 9 shirt for Manchester United and the shirt certainly wouldn't be too heavy for harry kane and um yeah i'm i'm getting more suspicious by the day and i think uh, the fact that nobody's saying anything is actually suspicious enough
0: yeah, and sad we're hearing stories about United interested in the Atalanta forward Hoyland, but all we're hearing is, well, personal terms have been discussed and blah, blah, blah. You know, man, United, if they want a player done, they usually get it done. ASA, we saw with Anana quite recently, how that's all which we're going to discuss in just a bit. So this Harry Kane situation, I don't think this has got anything to do with agents at the moment in terms of leaking stories. I think the the interest is genuine from United. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty sure it is. I mean, as, as we said, we spoke spoke before about it. it'd be the perfect kind of forward for Man United. He can take take that weight on his shoulders. Um, in terms of buying uh, the young guy from Atalanta, you don't. He's, it's it's going to be hit or miss, isn't it? He? he might take a couple of years to get up and running. And a big club like Man United, you need to you need to be on your game straight away. So I think obviously Kane is the better option. I'm, I can see Kane running down his contract. I can't see them selling him because they're going want to want too much for him. I think. Oh,
0: so so you think it's
1: the price tag that's, that's I making that mistake? That's the price tag. That's, that's how they are. Or, or they're negotiating right to the last day, to be honest. last day of the transfer window. Can't see it being done any time soon. Does
3: the this, does this season start before the transfer window ends?
1: I think what, what happened last ye- season, ye- did it?
0: Yes. Yes. The season starts on the 11th or the 12th of August. I think the window closes after that. I think.
3: Right, I so think... It usually, close, it usually closes at the end of August, don't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. But well, I think well, last year, if I remember, did it close on the, uh, before the season started? I'm not sure because it was a weird season last year. Yeah, it? yeah. F-
3: first,
0: first, of se- first of first sep- of September, the the window closes. Okay. So, oh, Cup, yeah. There you go.
3: So, but if you look at it. History that forwards have gone to, forwards have gone to Man United. You know, Teddy Sheringham, um, Cantona, Lampers, Perfect, so. on Purpose. In the careers, yeah, they've always been successful. I know it's a different era now, but you know, it, it, arguably, if we've got Harry Kane in that FA Cup final, we might have won the game because he, he's he's the difference. Sometimes City didn't really play well, United didn't really play well, but but City had enough quality to get the, the, the job done. So. You know, these players make the difference, mate, in these big games. So, that's why you pay, pay the big bucks. If, if it's, you know, 80 85, I mean, I'm sure they've got to get rid of maybe a couple of players. No, I don't I don't see why Harry is hanging around with his Johnny Evans nonsense going about.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, but I, I think a lot of clubs are just... At the moment, no one's buying... It's gone very quiet, hasn't it? So, everyone's like, if you look at Arsenal, they seem like overloaded with the squad and can't get rid of players think it's going to take one one player to get sold or whatever and then it's going to start moving again.
3: Yeah, I just think that Harry Maguire on certain teams, you know, he's, he's a very good centre-half, solid centre-half. It's just when you play that high line, he struggles.
0: Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of, uh, of transfers that need to be done at various clubs in the Premier I think United still are a couple of players away from at least challenging for top four. You no, as
3: well, we've seen the emergence of this... Uh, this Manu looks a, of a very good prospect. Do we need McTominay around? There's 30, 35 million. So there's money there to be. Marshall, do we need him? You
0: know, he's, he's well, gone. Eric Bay apparently is going to Saudi Arabia as well.
3: This is small money. You know, it? Telez has gone, but we don't know the price. This is, you know, we need probably. He's off the wage bill, though. Yeah, true. We probably need 50, 60 million. To recoup True. to pay if you haven't you know, this 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 F, you know what we like City 115 charges do
0: do things by the book? <laughs> <laughs> he started again. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, United to let David Haye go without so much of a goodbye, really, and they signed Onana. the Inter Milan goalkeeper, formerly of Ajax, was one of. Ten hogs players if I'm not mistaken yeah so well he knows he knows him he knows him well, so gentlemen, what do we make of this transfer? you had a good final against uh, city but uh, is he is he the right man to replace the hair you guys think
2: definitely mm. definitely he's brilliant uh with his feet and um it, it, it's getting it's getting that way that I heard on the radio the other day something about you know seventy three percent of a goalkeeper's performance at the top level on a match day is with their feet. Now, obviously, the 25-30% are the you know high-level saves that you make from your from your six-yard box from your goal line. And presumably David De Gea is still that man that can do the 25-30% of the job amazingly well. We know he's a great shot stopper. But the 73, 75% of the role these days of the goalkeeper. David De Gea, as well as not being able to control his 18-yard box, as we've discussed before, but he just can't play from the back. And I actually admit the Inter Milan final against Manchester City, there was too much going on for me to really notice him whilst I was watching my own team. But I have seen back the goalkeeper's clips on the internet from that evening. And he he, he, he was like Glenn Hoddle with his passing. Um now that will revolutionize Manchester United because he'll he'll start them off, but all of a sudden Baran will start playing better. Um obviously the deep midfielders will Casemiro and Erickson and Mount and the fullbacks, Luke Shaw, they'll just become a better unit with a better footballing goalie behind them. It's a great transfer.
0: Rod, what's your mate? What's your take on this one, mate? Because we haven't spoken to you about it, to be honest.
3: No, yeah, it's a good sign, and it's just um yeah, it's a good sign. The, the man, the, the manager, all the players that managers brought in have worked. So you, you just got to trust the manager. He's, he's with Him before, like like uh, Stez said in that final, he, he was very very good with his feet. You know twenty pass twenty yard passes, seventy yard passes.
2: They're on point and, and you no. Know, yeah. <coughs> Roddy he, he just passed. quickly, his best his best pass actually is where he's looking as though he's going to spray it out to the wing, and then he cuts it on the floor to the centre midfield player who turns and they're off. He did that about six times. That's his best pass. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he seems to, to have every every pass
3: in the book. So, and like Steth says, it's 70 odd percent the play of the football, the keepers these days, are, are with the feet. So, yeah, it's just the big moments. You know, he's not going to have much to do. And then, Bump can he make that? That's save that world class say that then world class keepers can do. I'm, I'm sure he can. He's a big unit. He can command his his box. He won't get bullied like the guy has in the past. So we just have to wait and see. It's a lot of money, but you know I think it needed to happen. These, these little these little things that he was doing that you know the, the goals we given away at the end of the season it was frustrating because we, we was we was in these games and, and and poor goals to give away when you really need to trust your, your keeper.
0: Saj, let me bring this on over to you, mate, because as a a former centre-back yourself, you know what it's it's all about, Um, especially if you've got a goalkeeper that you can trust now. When we spoke about Harry Maguire, I always believed that, you know, David De Gea was hindered a little bit when you've got people like Lindelof and Maguire ahead of you making mistake after mistake. But then on the flip side, you can look at their perspective and say, when you've got a goalkeeper that's dropping clangers left, right and centre, like the ones that he did this season. It doesn't fill the centre-backs with confidence. So do you think having someone like Anana in goal now would boost the confidence of Maguire and maybe make him a better defender? I don't know. Good question. I mean, with Anana, I mean, what they stated
1: in the, about the Champions League kind of uh, player profile is that he's got the technique of a midfielder. Uh, and if you look at a lot of uh, Manchester City mista- oh, sorry, Manchester United mistakes, a lot of them came from the goalkeeper when they're playing it back and he's trying to play it out. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Goes for a throw in and then they get a chance from that. You're not going to have that anymore. You know, um, in terms of having someone reliable at the back to, that you that you know is going to come out and say catch the ball or you know play it out. Uh, precisely, it makes a hell of a difference. You know, you're not so nervous in passing it back or, you you know, you're, you're very confident in how, how the ball's going to uh, be uh, retained. So, so that's a massive, massive um, signing for Man United. And in terms of uh, Anana, he nearly signed for Arsenal a couple of years ago when there was only suspension from Ajax. Um, I think Arsenal were going to buy him for like nine million. But he was uh, suspended, I think, until October. So they went for Ramsdale instead. So it's, uh, I've been keeping an eye on him for a couple of years. So it's, it's definitely a massive, massive signing for Man United, and will definitely change the um, the goals conceded for the for the whole season next season compared to the last season. Yeah, perfect,
0: perfect age, perfect age as well. Twenty seven.
3: Yep. Right, right at the dream of when you you top of your game, 27 to 32. That's when we've got him final And probably, but a little bit longer. So, yeah, it's a good
0: sign. And and they talk about his kicking, which is, is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I think the other thing that makes him stand out from the hair with a few other things, but his starting position as a goalkeeper, there've been so many times where balls over the top, uh have happened and obviously the centre-backs either haven't been too quick to to read the bounce or to to chase the ball and, and De Gea is just stuck on the edge of his six, his six yard line and it's so frustrating but at least you've got a goalkeeper here that can kind of like remember how Fabian Barthez was you know he'd, he'd read the game well and act like a sweeper more than anything and also Onana's good at catching and he's got command of his penalty area which is which is important David De Gea didn't have that and you know I don't want to I don't want to shit on De Gea from a great height because he was a good servant to Man United. But at the same time, the tail end of his United career, the mistakes, the lack of confidence, so much was going on where it's the right time for him to go. And I'm I'm sure he'll get a move. Then again, he might go to Saudi Arabia for all we know. Yeah, I think so too. Think with, with
3: Manchester United, if you look back at, in the years, you look back at Manch, uh, Peter Scheicher when he used to receive the ball from, from wide areas and start the attack off straight with a long throw. You don't see that with the Gea. I'm sure you'll see that with, with this kid coming to collect balls and then starting attacks off really, really quickly with his passing and his throwing. Mm-hmm. You don't see De Gea coming out to do that because he would get bullied. you would always be in his goal. or He's
1: glued to the line, isn't he, a lot of the time? glued to the line. no command.
3: countless times I remember P. H. Michael winning uh, a cross or a corner and starting off attacks was was endless and we would never seen that for like 12 years. So we're going to see what they do with this, this kid. Mm. Well, yeah. like. Maybe, and that'll be good for us if Rashford's there or the speed we've got up there. You know, you'll see a lot more goals like this season from that.
0: For sure. For sure. All right. Well, let's quickly move on to this one. Sorry, Saj, but Arsenal were beaten 2-0 by Man United in a friendly, albeit, and many fan channels called it an unfriendly. Two goalkeeping howlers by Ramsdale. Well, actually, one one was from yeah. Ramsdale and the second one was from uh, Gabriel.
1: Gabriel always got mistaken him every game. Do, do you want to talk about this one, Saj? Talk uh I, I only saw the highlights,
3: but I mean Gabriel I, it, all, I, I, I it, it was uh it was, a, it, was a, it was an interesting game they were getting stuck it It was like watching uh, United of old we were getting stuck in class <laughs> and all
1: that, yeah, I yeah. think that's the problem that's a the problem they're not they've not really got an enforcer to kind of you know smash someone back now jack has gone um but two mistakes lucky enough it's only pre season although you don't wanna lose in pre season. What can I say? I don't know. I mean, as I said, they've got a big squad out there. Are they, is, I don't know whether he knows these, uh first eleven and stuff like that. So, and this players still getting to know each other. So, but mistakes are mistakes, aren't they? You, you want to try and eradicate them as soon as possible.
0: Well, I was watching a lot of these reaction videos, and you know, fans have been talking about Arsenal's preseason so far, and a lot of have been saying that it's the intensity that they're worried about. Now, Rod obviously mentioned that. United got stuck in. There's a challenge on on Saka by uh, by Martinez, which which he won the ball, deep. by the way. Okay, mm-hmm. he won the ball, won mm-hmm. the ball. Um, and people saying, "Oh, it's a friendly; you shouldn't be doing that." But I don't think no, ever no, such a thing no
1: as such friendly, friendly, friendly. friendly. No
0: such <laughs> friendly. No such friendly.
1: No, no, I agree. But but, so, but you don't. You've got to take everything into t- context. You don't know how hard the teams have trained before. You don't know how how they, how they travelled. You don't know whether they're tired. So. You know, every take you take into top context, don't you? So, you know, um, you, you can read it too too much into it like a lot of those, you know, fan TVs do. But um I think one kind of thing I would take away from it, I think uh I think he needs to give Balogun a chance for sure, rather than uh, Eddie and Um I think Balogun's got more potential, more got and a better better eye for a goal, to be honest.
0: Well, that's an interesting one, because uh, from what I've heard, Jesus has been pretty decent uh, over the, the preseason so far. And obviously, I think he's going to be the main man up front. But i have got more options all over the pitch now, I'm, I'd say.
2: Anyway, Steve is shaking his head. I, I was, I, I was going to jump to that at the next point, but you, you, you go, Stel, and I'll tell you what I was thinking.
0: No, I, I think Arsenal got more options uh, all over the pitch in terms of quality uh, they brought in Timba, a right back who clearly is, is an upgrade from Cedric, which is the, the alternative, or Tommy Asu. Um, ben White can obviously go back in, uh, go back into centre back position if need be. If, if Saliba is, is injured again, or you know, obviously Zinchenko is, is a bit iffy, but Tierney looks like he's he's been all right in pre season. I think the conundrum with Havertz is is a big one though, where he plays or his best uh, position. Mm and replacing Shaka will be a bit of an issue in terms of the physicality but I think Trossard's a you know a good option to have Martinelli's going to be rotated I think Saka will be rotated as well this season because he's played that whole heap of games over the past couple of years um but you mentioned Balogun who's back from his loan I think it was he your loan
1: yeah yeah um, scored 21 goals in out in France
0: yeah so yeah, I think I think they're all right. Maybe they need a couple more players because Rice still needs to to sell. But Steve, what what do you then say, young man? Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, I I just think sometimes the obvious thing is when you are growing as a team in a club again, and you know you you run the Premier League all the way through to April basically uh, with a chance of of winning it. I thought they were too emotional, but you know the the connection between the boardroom, the manager, the, the team, and the supporters. is back at Arsenal. So you want to grow it and the budget's probably increased and you sign more players. But eventually, you start rotating when you get more players and then the team loses rhythm. I've seen it before, not necessarily saying it'll happen again, but Arsenal, it was quite stitched in last year that you would have Saka on the right playing about 100 games. You'd have audegard around the middle of the pitch uh, trying to support and get into the penalty area. You would have Gabriel Jesus as the, as the striker when he was fit. And then you'd have Martinelli on the left. And then the person who would come on would be Trossard. And they were all benefiting from rhythm and game time and cohesion. Sometimes when you add another player to the mix and you think, oh, that will freshen it up, that will add something different. All of a sudden you start cutting the games off players. I think you possibly lose their impact. And I thought Arsenal had it cooking last year. And, and, and I've just got a, a feeling... Certainly with the signing of Havertz, I mean, they don't have to play him. He'll have to earn the right. But if they are just trying to find minutes and appearances for him at the expense of the other, just by rotating one or two, three positions, it can mess you up. And the thing is, I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know anyone
0: that can tell me Havertz's best position. I know some no. Chelsea fans are saying he's played central midfield, he's played attacking midfield, he's a force nine, he's a centre-forward, and no one can pinpoint his, his, his best role. So, if Arteta can do that, then hats off to the guy. But it, it just looks to me that he'll be possibly uh, a number two as, as a number ten, if that makes sense. But I would go the you, guards' number two. I don't know.
2: Did you hear Ben Thornley's comments, ex-Manchester United winger on MUTV? No. He's been nailed for it, Ben Thornley, because he said, as an early substitute in the second half... That he was surprised that Havertz lasted that long on the pitch, and the, and his co-commentator said, "Why?" And he said, "Because he was absolutely rubbish." And he's getting hammered for it in terms of being brutally honest. Rodri, did you hear the comment? And was his performance that bad?
3: I didn't even think he was playing. So seeing like about about, I think it's like the forty-first minute. I thought, yeah, all right. right, that's Havertz, that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I think that I think that's his problem. He doesn't look hungry. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't look like he gives it gives it all, or he doesn't look like he gives a hundred percent. He just looks like he's coasting through the game from a dirt.
3: and that's probably his is his persona. But you know, you need to play well. And yeah, he plays well to, to suit that, and and then the fans will get on his backs. So it looks like he's lazy, and yeah. he's
2: probably
3: not. But yeah, it's 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 a strange one. It's a lot of money that for. Uh,
1: I, well, I, I that's the minimum that you ask for a player, just giving a hundred percent. If you don't play well or you know, whatever, something goes wrong, you have got no you got no issue with that. As long as people give a hundred percent, that's the minimum. Mm. Yeah, but
3: they've got I, history at arsenal for playing big money having flops. What was that? Pepe.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was what the that was with the last uh, last uh, Yeah,
3: you think that and Arsenal, I think because they've done so well last year, I don't think don't get me wrong, they'll, they'll I still, still think they'll finish in the top four. But I don't think they'll have a good season like they did last year because I think they caught a lot of teams off-guard last year. Mm. The seventh and then suddenly they're top of the league, playing fantastic football. I think teams will, will do their own work a lot, lot better
2: than this season. They'll have a,
3: a lot tougher season. They'll still do well in, in the top four, like I say, but they won't be competing for the league, I don't think.
2: I've got to say, lads, I am of a certain age, so it doesn't impress me, but I've already seen Kai Havertz has interviewed Saka, he handed the microphone. Saka then interviewed Kai Havertz. They're doing videos and selfies on the on the aeroplanes. It's all camera jockey behaviour, and it's just taking the eye off the actual prize. You you don't really you don't really see the top top player. You don't see Kevin De Bruyne um, with a phone in his hand on the on a private jet uh, messing about and putting it on social media. I know the world is changing, mm. but Arsenal just looks like a jolly up to me.
3: Stes, don't you think that's that's the, the modern Play. I don't think Kevin O'Brien is a bit older for all that. Yeah, true. Like that. Online yeah. content for
2: Instagram or YouTube or yeah. whatever
3: channel they're
2: doing. I agree. That's why I said I'm of a certain age. Mm. and I'm, It doesn't impress me. Um, I just would like to see Kai Havertz maybe get 20 goals uh, first before he starts putting a camera in front of his own face and putting it all over the internet. Listen, it's all right. To do,
3: it's all right to do that, but you know you need to. Well, remember in 94, 95, Steve Bruce did a captain's log. Yeah, true. Well, you know, it, it happens, but you know they're winning leagues while they're doing it. Yeah, um,
2: that's the, that's the that's the key point for, for, for me. If you're going to be that type of character, you've got to be playing well. He's not even had a, he's not even had a game yet, so mm. you know let's get the, let's get the football sorted first would be my would be my approach.
0: Do you know what it is? I think because of the way that Arsenal social media is run, they love that kind of thing. And I think they're trying to appeal to the fan base in the United States because, obviously, the, the Americans love that kind of entertainment as well.
2: Right, are fighting um, with
3: themselves in the stand then, still Should have huh? a bit more discipline. Arsenal fans fighting, fighting with themselves in the stadium. We've not seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I maybe I maybe, one, maybe one was...
0: One was Venga out. One was Arteta out. I think that's, <laughs> that's that's what it was. Or one was one was DT. One was Lee uh, Gunner, was, was it? No. Oh no, my no. god! No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, no, no. Um, th- there was something. Oh, I, f- I forgot. What I was going to say now.
2: Shit. Bollocks. Fuck. I was going to say.
0: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just um,
2: quickly. how, bad, how bad but, was Ramsdale, and or was he? Ju- was it just one mistake?
0: I only saw
1: the only saw the goal where he kind of just flapped it and it's kind of gone in. He, he should have definitely saved it. To be fair, I think he should have saved the second one as well. Okay, if I'm honest. Any post? Any post, yeah.
3: yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Another, he's another pick, pick for him,
1: isn't it? Just ADHD out of his head. Yeah, I agree. No, I do like Rams. I think he's decent
0: they were fighting over a hot dog <laughs> someone stole his burger <laughs> it started it started uh, oh here's a quick question boys uh, who do you think will be a surprise club this year in the Prem who do you think will surprise I, I, no,
3: I don't think they'll be a surprise anymore but watching Brighton in pre-season I still think they're really really good and they'll they'll, they'll surprise people again yeah, in okay.
1: Villa yeah that's, that's in Villa. That's Villa I said Villa. I saw them yesterday. Did they play Newcastle. They look Pre-all, decent. Yeah, yeah. They look really good. But well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it Newcastle played the Highland, wasn't it? Oh, Villa. The only worry up for Villa is doing it. Yeah, Europe. And have they got a big enough squad?
3: Well, they've yeah. just signed Diaby. Diaby, the, yeah. the, the, the left winger, or left winger. It'll be the
1: yeah,
0: got interesting. Diaby you, I, I think Burnley going to surprise a lot of people next season.
1: What, by just staying up?
0: Well, possibly. That'd be a good season from that,
3: though, just staying up.
1: Yeah, no, no, exactly. I think I think they will stay up. I think they'll do all right. Because they've just signed a guy for Man City, haven't they? The goalkeeper who just won the um, 21s. Perfect. Yeah.
3: I think uh, Bournemouth will struggle. I think Crystal Palace will struggle without Wilfred Saha. Mm. Think- Old okay. club. Okay. Palace have only got well, one well, player, bad. haven't they? They did they, not. Wilfred is a massive player for them.
1: Uh, yeah, but they still got they still got at least and um
2: yeah yeah. <sighs> be interesting to see. Yeah. I do think I do think this lads. I do think that there's going to be a real bottleneck at the bottom, and I do think though it will be the best chance. Rodri mentioned Bournemouth. Um, Everton, it'll be the best chance of staying in the Premier League for some time, uh, because I do think there'll be loads down the bottom. But I do think Luton Town and Sheffield United will be two of those places that will go back to the Championship. So, I think it'll be just one place, lads.
1: Well, what do you think of West West Ham? I don't think they'll do well this season.
2: Well, they've got, the ho- they've got that home stadium. They've still got power. They've still got talent. Uh, they've still got... Uh, an unbelievably experienced now a trophy winning manager Yeah, West Ham West Ham aren't going to be anywhere near Luton Town and Sheffield United yeah. do they're not going to be where they want to go but they're not going to be in any trouble
3: I think they need to recruit well the money they've got a Deck and Rice as well yeah. they have two players that they need to bring in yeah. what kind of money and it's, it's what kind of players they're in they have to bring in Harry Maguire or Mattomini or someone else you know, that's that's
1: good, good sign do you think, do you think Harry Maguire would suit West Ham
2: Hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: yeah. When you look, when you look yeah. at people like Craig Dawson, who's played for David Moyes and West Ham, hmm. um, you know, who, who attacks everything with his head, goes up for the corners. Yeah. Uh, is he a better goes, player than Zuma? Is that type, isn't he? So, so hmm. to answer that question of Saj, is West Ham. All, Harry Maguire's West Ham all day. I
1: think the, I think he's lack of pace though. Struggles yeah. then. But then they play quite deep, though, don't they? It's not like they're going to play a high line, not are they, yeah. West Ham, really? No,
2: I if think it's I West Ham and David Moyes, more importantly, all day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, old
2: yeah. son head yeah.
0: everything. Yeah, <laughs> head
2: Head kick, squeeze. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's got to be a concern for West Ham, though, well, their fans, anyway, because they, they haven't signed anyone. They haven't signed anyone at all. Oh, sorry, they signed one player from Clif- Cliftonville, but... I don't think he'll be. Um... Well, there's good deals out
3: there as well. Look at you know, Johnny Evans; he'd be a good signing for anyone in the Premier League. He's a solid centre half when he's went fit. Uh, I don't, know, I don't want to say
2: necessarily that he fits Man United, but that's a different story. But uh, did, he, did he you see? Did you see his last games for Leicester? Yeah, I know. When your body when your body fails, <laughs> great pro <laughs> or not, your body, How body, body fails. I was is it, thirty one. Stel. he's not better than that no?
0: Johnny Evans got to be thirty-five.
3: Really,
0: he's always that old? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about that. It's about that. But Stel. Jesse Lingard's available. Still, what?
2: what
1: was that? signed. I what? Oh no! He's, he's, uh, I thought he signed in Saudi or something. Who? Uh, Lingard.
2: No, not yet. That's that's no. what I heard.
1: He was going up, okay. though. I don't he was know.
0: He's just he's... Axel, Axel Tanzebe is available on a free transfer. Bailly. Phil Jones, yeah. Bayou Jones, um, <laughs> there's, there's deals out there,
3: but the, and B- he's B- reliable though. Some of these are injury problems. You'll
2: know, B- he's always injured, even though he's a good player, he's fit. Stell, what was that lowest league, um, lowest of the bottom of the league? Was it Derby County all those years ago? And it, yes, and ESO, <laughs> 17 so- points, was it? What was the point?
0: Oh, well, it, was, well, it, was them, it was them and Sunderland wasn't it yeah. Know, lowest yeah lowest points hang on, lowest.
1: Right, who do, who do you think is going to hit that then Luton
0: ooh yeah that, that could be it you know well, Luton Sheffield United yeah mind you mate, that Luton
3: at Kenilworth Road not many teams are watching over <laughs> there
1: it's that's a that's a horrible dump. there isn't it
3: oh, it's a dump
0: oh like
3: level
0: 11 points lane. I'll, I'll
2: Darby 11 points 2007 2008. The, no, Premier, league good, boys, not the sure. Premier League boys will find a way of winning at Kenilworth Road. Don't you worry about that. Oh. Well, it's not a plastic pitch anymore. No, <laughs> the, <laughs> Premier, the Premier League boys will find a way <laughs> for sure. For sure.
0: All right. Well, let's um, let's move over to this one. This is a bit controversial, but I think we should talk about it. Jordan Henderson could be on his way to Saudi Arabia. And he's already he gone? gone. Is he, gone? Is he gone? Official? Yeah. Like, why? Why would he go? And like, gone. Yeah, I'm just asking. Is it, is it done? Hundred percent. I
1: think so. Yeah. Seven Seven hundred bags a week, isn't it?
0: Jordan Henderson. Let's have a look. We
3: you were, were you wearing them rainbow laces out there. He was a
0: big fan. Right. Right. We wear them out there. Oh, okay. Is he, he, according to Wikipedia, he's still a Liverpool player.
1: Oh, because oh, he's doing a medical in Manchester, isn't it, or something? I heard. I don't know. I Sorry. Don't know. I don't know. But so I've been watching but, okay. too much, reading too much football stuff recently, That's as you all right. can tell.
0: That's alright. That's all right. But, so uh,
1: what's yeah, controversial
0: about it? Okay. Let's 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 go into this, right? So <laughs> Jordan Henderson has been very uh vocal about the whole rainbow laces and the LGBTQ support, and there have been various Outspoken people saying that what he was saying in the past, backing the community, so to speak, it's all lip service and uh, he's uh, hollow words, etc. etc. Now, I'll I'll give you my thoughts on this just so that I can stir the pot a little bit. And I'm just going to be 100% honest, right? You you take the, the money out of the equation, okay, for the time being. You're looking at a 33 year old midfielder that has won everything there is to win at club level. Can we agree with this?
2: Correct. He's won everything,
0: everything that you need to win, right? Mm. And he's been given an opportunity to play in Saudi Arabia. Now, on the one hand, people are going to say, "Well, he can go out there and um, promote what he's been so he's been championing for a while." But we know that's not going to happen because if you do that over there, you know, fuck, what was it fuck around? Find out. That's what they say, <laughs> right? That's effectively what it is. Now I'm just going to take it, and say it like it is, right? I've been saying for God knows how long that all of these big companies that are doing this whole rainbow laces, the whole that whole situation, right? It is a way to boost their profile. It is a way to increase the value of their organizations because philanthropy is the best form of marketing. Okay, and when you jump on something like this, it boosts your your profile, which means you're more financially viable. And you, you know, you're you're a happy person. You, you you embrace the world. You embrace all of that that's good in the world. But we know full well that it was a well. I know full well, or my sorry. Let me rephrase that. In my opinion, it was a massive publicity stunt, which a lot of people are doing right now. Um, and for Jordan Henderson to go to Saudi Arabia, I don't blame him for a second because it's a safer country, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, he's getting paid very, very well. And on top of that, so what? But like who cares? If he's happy, that's his life. I just feel... so I'm just going to say this. I just feel sorry for his family members. And I'm sorry if I'm talking out of line now, boys, because I'm not putting you in this situation. It's this just my opinion, not yours. I feel sorry for his family members that are going to be abused all over social media because of a decision that he has made with his life. Okay? That's, that's just my honest opinion. That's it. I'm done with that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with it, to be honest. I mean, if you go and live... <laughs> You're getting paid that much money and you can still have your opinions, but live within the law. That's it, really. You know,
3: I think I caught that, that girl who, who was talking to uh Pierce Bronson, and uh Morgan. They yeah. can, uh, the kid, my kids can cry in a Ferrari, so
1: that's what I can say. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Everything goes over the top. It's
3: just you know, anyone who's saying it would. would... Exactly. It's just, it's not it's not it's true. True. They would do the exact same. Yes, mm-hmm. the, he's promoted the rainbow laces, blah blah blah. But the most important thing is the is my family, and they, with this, probably earn as much as they have it in my whole career in two years. So,
0: but the thing is, what what I find quite disturbing about the whole situation is that it is it's the the portrayal of a culture that. A lot of people don't understand. You know, they talk about, oh well, you know, it's, it's a nation where if you're if you're gay, then you you get beheaded or, or some stupidness like that. That's not how it works in those countries. You know, it, it's not like you walk around and they say, are you gay? Yeah, okay, we'll kill you. That's not how it how it works, right? If you're that way inclined, it doesn't bother them so long as you don't throw it in their faces and do all sorts of sh- stuff in the streets. I mean, I remember. A few years ago, when I went to Dubai, i got a friend that lives out here and she was like, oh, I, I would never go there. Why not? Because there are certain rules. Like what? Well, I can't hold my husband's hand in public. You, you can, just don't, do it during, just don't do it during Ramadan. You can go to the supermarkets and hold your husband's hand, it ain't a big deal. And she goes, well, there was a woman that got arrested for having sex on the beach. I says, are you gonna do that? <laughs> no. I says, if you did that at South End, you'd get arrested. So what's the difference? Yeah, it's- oh, <laughs>
1: It's just a perception, isn't it? A Western perception of um, uh, of uh, Middle East culture. You, you don't know who you're there. To be honest, as long as you stick within the boundaries, you're not gonna, really going to get in trouble. As you said,
3: and Gerard's not got much backlash, and he's like starting his coaching career. He's gone over <laughs> there. Usually, you go at the end of your coaching career, but he's gone over there. He's not really got much. Now he's earning millions.
0: Mm. But the yes. thing is they call it they call it sports washing but then we can talk about the woke washing that's been going on in the world but we're not going to go into that because it's a football show um steve if you're jordan henderson and you're 33 years old having won everything there is to win and then you get a bumper cash offer where it be from saudi arabia timbuk to
2: the, the moon would you go I, I can't tell you how how a hundred percent more that I would I would go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there's there's two guarantees here that that I'm gonna you know project. You know I'm gonna like hand it over to you. If he was fit all season for Liverpool, let's call it sixty games. Well, the, the fact is he's not going to be. His body doesn't allow it. His, his back record shows that he's never going to be fit for a full season. So if you put the sixty in half. To 30 that games that he's available for, he'll probably be picked in 20 of them for Liverpool because they're going to get good again. And this top captain, this top pro that's won the trophies, that shows everybody how to do it. One, his body will fail to allow it to not allow him to complete the full season. And two, even when he's fit, he won't get picked. I bet Liverpool are just doing the right thing here now and just hoping that he goes. And the lad should go. And he should go and get as much as he can at the the last move of his career. If he stays in England, I reckon he's not going to play thirty games.
0: And the thing is, I hear people saying, "Oh, well, you know, Jordan Henderson is a Liverpool captain. And where they're gonna, where are they going to find that player to to be the next leader at the club?" And I'm looking, I'm thinking, "You have got Van Dijk, you have got Robertson, you have got Trent Alexander Arnold that can wear that captain's armband. There's three players already. So this whole like Liverpool DNA thing is is, is foolishness."
2: I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's nonsense. No, this is true. This is true. And they're good enough to go and get the next Jordan Henderson for when he came in the first place. They've got the money, they've got the um, the history. You know, go, go, go and sign the equivalent that is 10 years younger like they did in the first place. Yeah. Jordan I mean, Henderson,
3: if Jordan Henderson was going over to Saudi Arabia and in 40 grand a week, we wouldn't be talking like this. It's just because it's seven hundred thousand pound a week. It's. it's
0: just- but, yeah. Rod, would 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 we be talking about if Jordan Henderson went to MLS for similar money? Hypothetically speaking, would we be talking about it? We wouldn't, would we?
3: No, because he's thirty-three, and like Stes has just outlined and spoke about, he won't play as many games. Plus, if he's in a in a hotter climate, a lot better on the body.
0: Exactly. No, mm.
3: so, just no brainer.
2: Mm
0: anyway anyway
3: right Uh, uh, can you you imagine uh, that's why uh, Messi chose all the clubs he chose Miami following all year round
0: yeah but the reason why he chose Miami is because it's closer to Argentina than anywhere else he wants to go home well (laughs) it's more Spanish
3: Latin place and there's, there's a lot of so just of course
1: in yeah. and they've offered him a franchise though haven't they for one of the expansion clubs as well to, to put oh, in really? well, the same thing with Beckham I'm pretty sure they have yeah so why okay. wouldn't you
0: well I'd say this now now that Saudi Arabia are doing what they're doing I guarantee you in the next few seasons this MLS salary cap is going to go out the window because now they, they're falling behind they were, they were they were trying to get up there with the European clubs. They were trying and trying. And it was never going to happen, but they were trying, throwing all this money, this and that. They don't have a promotion and relegation system for a start. So that, that's, I think, that's I think
1: really they're setting cool. up, aren't they? Hmm. I, think up a, I think they're setting up a promotion and relegation. Yeah, with with USL course. and
0: USL too, but there's too many clubs. <laughs> there's too yeah. many clubs. It's
1: but then again, I, I don't know if the salary cap will go either because it's kind of uh, very much in the American sports kind of uh, Sports business model as well with all the other 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 sports, isn't it? With basketball, baseball, American football, so I can't really see that changing much over there.
0: Uh, what I will say to that is, they did change it for David Beckham, though, to get him at LA Galaxy.
1: Yeah, I mean, they might expand it with the, you know, with the, well, with the uh, how much it is. They might increase the the wage, but I don't think they'll ever get rid of the salary cap now.
0: Mm. Well, with Anheuser-Busch losing 20-odd billion in the past few weeks, I can't see them sponsoring MLS soon, but I'm not going to go into that, you know, because they're so woke. Um, Final thing, boys and girls. Trevor Francis, unfortunately, passed away today. Saj, as a former Crystal Palace player, and Trevor Francis being a a former Crystal Palace head coach, this was a massive shock to me anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's still very young, isn't he? What, 69, was he? 69, yeah. Very very young age to die. I mean a lot of people are dying at this uh, at this young age, especially a couple of years after
0: uh are you going to say it? are you going to say it? are you going
1: say no, not after a couple of years after the virus, so you know maybe this is the after effects of uh, of what's happening of what's happened Sorry, oh, oh,
0: should you yeah, say possibly 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 allegedly um <laughs> but look, this this is the guy that was the first one million pound player he Scored a, a famous goal for Nottingham Forest, didn't he? Win two European Cups with them, or was it one? Was it back to back when he won? Was it in well, the second he, year?
2: He scored. He scored in one with the header at the back post.
0: Did he play in this? Was he at Forest in the second year they won it?
1: Did they buy him after? The, after they won the first one, though. I, I'm I, not too yeah. so sure. That's before my time. If I, I'm think,
2: I think that's such, but I'd like you to check that, Stel. I think. <laughs> I think that's such.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> they bought him after they won the first one, and then they didn't okay. play much. If I'm right,
0: okay. Uh, pardon the tapping. This, this is me. This is me. So yeah, guys. While, while I find this, uh, th- these statistics to back it up, gentlemen, just, just go into this thing. All
1: right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, f- obviously a f- fantastic footballer, very unique in the way he did his interviews. I suppose uh, uh, after he finished as a manager and stuff like that, didn't really have much. Uh, I don't th- even think I played against any of these
3: a- teams. He was
2: both yeah oh okay good, good. i i apologize he for not being sure he beat it's me that... to it he beat me to it yeah okay okay From but here, say something else still as well hey, hey there yeah. yeah yeah he was very polite when he was when he was described as the first one million pound player and he turned it into a tongue in a tongue-in-cheek joke but the actual transfer fee was actually more than one million pounds, and people always just round it off at the oh, nearest yes. million. But it was some; it was actually one point one, and he always corrects them and says, "No, it was, it was more than a million actually. Yeah,
3: I, I don't really remember him as a player, but obviously, um, I remember him being as a as a commentator, he was really good at commentator. Um, yeah, she's sad sixty nine. You know
2: what's fascinating as well, Manchester City supporters. I mean. They will always say Colin Bell and they would obviously re- recently say Sergio Aguero, Vincent Company, and Kevin De Bruyne and David Silva. But if the conversation goes longer, people start talking about Trevor Fan- Francis being one of City's greatest ever players. Now, that was just because he was one of the greatest players in England at the time and because City paid that transfer fee for him and he went on to score in, in European Cup finals for Notts Forest. But the biggest shock is when you tell people that he only played 26 games for Manchester City. But you know, so for that transfer fee and for people to say he was a brilliant player in Manchester City's history, he did actually only play 26 games, which everybody is like startled by that.
0: I, I remember he played for Sheffield Wednesday at the back end of his career. The only time I really remember him playing was Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Wednesday in the in the early 90s and in, in the Prem when it first when it first started. I think he was in the he was on the bench in the nineteen ninety-one League Cup final against Man yeah. United, the one where John Sheridan scored the winner. I think it was John Sheridan, wasn't it? He hit the post and running. Um Ron Atkinson was, was head coach. But you you're right. I remember, that? I remember I remember Huh? I was at that, that game. Yeah. Well you wouldn't have seen him then, it was on the bench.
3: No, I was I was at the game. Um it was um, the the apprentices could take one one person and I was one person, I remember
0: Okay,
2: Okay. Yeah, that was the, Rump- play- the rumble rose cup. It was called one. Rumble oh, yeah. rose cup. Yeah. Did I he play? He f- really won it.
0: Yeah.
2: Did
0: remember. he play in the three all at-, at Hillsborough? Do you remember the three all when United were three one down and they scored twice in the last ten minutes or something? It's a good oh, game that one. Ryan McLeish scored, the thing. scored. Um, I think. Eric scored. So think yeah, I remember. Have- Always shadows. He's done it with
3: Steve Bruce. The two goals with Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, yeah, was the- that's the, right. Um,
0: that's right, but there, there was was it wasn't it the was he head coach of Cardiff? Was he no. the manager of Cardiff? No, it was Br- Birmingham City. Birmingham City, City Park
1: State, Park Park when they lost uh, to Liverpool, didn't they?
0: Liverpool and penalties, in wasn't it?
3: Queens Park Rangers, ninety-eight, nine eighty-nine. Sheffield Wednesday, ninety-one, ninety-five. Birmingham City as a manager, as a manager, as a,
1: manager. Yeah, as a yeah. manager. yeah, wasn't he player manager at um, Sheffield Wednesday? Paul? Yeah.
3: Possibly yeah. Possibly, yeah. He's probably, he's probably uh, player manager at Queen's Park Rangers as well, if it's
0: 88 89. Yeah. I know, no, because he was playing it for Shuffle Wednesday in the Premier League in, in 93. Yeah, so that's how, what I'm saying. He must have been
2: player manager for Queen's Park Rangers yeah. at 88 89. How many England caps? Because I remember, I remember him at the World Cup, but how many England caps did he have, Rodri? England caps, he had 52. Oh, very good. I
1: think that was just before my time. I think the first, the first uh, major tournament I saw was the
2: '86 Mexico. Mm, great World Cup. Yeah, he was at Spain '82. Yeah,
3: he played for some clubs. Sam Doe. He went to Italy as well.
2: Yeah, he's, he's he was viali's man, wasn't he? was Vialli's partner. viali's yeah. mate. Yeah. And then he went to Atlanta. He went he played in America on loan. Glasgow yeah. Rangers as well. Detroit. Oh, yeah.
3: So. And then he yeah, went great. to Walla City. There.
0: Where's Walla That has got to be Australia, That. Wall-a-long. Oh yeah, hey, look, it's it, Steve. How about this one? It says here the actual transfer fee was one point one five million. There you go. Which included, which included fifteen percent commission to the football league. And wow. Brian Brian Clough wrote in his autobiography that the fee was 999999 as he wanted to ensure the million pound milestone did not go to the player's head.
2: No, <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Right, boys, I think we've done enough. Shall we quickly talk about a few other transfer rumours? Marez is on his way to Saudi Arabia, apparently, Steve.
2: Yeah, well, obviously at the age, uh, you would hope that City would replace him. Again, we keep probably say this for every player, it's a stock answer now. It, you can't blame the players for going. So that would be from the, the player perspective. But from the club, hopefully he can be replaced. But he wasn't picked in the big finals. Um, but we will miss him over the course of each season where he's good for 12 to 15 goals. If you put Gundogan's 10 goals with that, City are so admired but if Mares goes now, there's immediately 25 goals missing from the team, which will be a big miss. Um, but he would be one player that I admire. I think people would agree he's got the best first touch in football, possibly. Um, and he's a wonderful player that's won the Premier League at two clubs. Uh, but I think he could go, yeah. that can. Uh, but obviously, I'd like to think he would be replaced. Saj,
0: Zaha has joined Galatasaray. hmm Apparently, apparently, he's received two million signing on fee, and he's going to be paid three million per year. And now he's playing up front with Icardi. I think
1: Icardi. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to somewhere like Turkey, get all your money up front just in case it all goes <laughs> up. Careful. Get all your money up front straight away. I mean, Lazaar a great player. Just listened to this debate on um, Talk Sport actually about whether he's been loyal or disloyal to Crystal Palace. I'm like. He's he's always wanted to play in the Champions League and it's like Galatasaray is a massive club, massive club. I mean, I, I did play it out in Turkey once, and it was the worst experience of my life. We played a Inter Toto game in Samsa Sport. No one's ever heard of it. In it was,
0: sport, yeah. yeah. All
1: oh right, you heard of it, yeah? The worst experience of my life. It was just too hot. Stuff got nicked off the coach. Whoa, whoa, let's
0: let's start. Let's let's start from the beginning. Tell us this story. I need to hear this story. Come oh
1: on. yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> oh god. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. Uh, it, so we we got there. Um. Got off the aeroplane. A chartered aeroplane to Sam'sport. Sam, Sam Sam whatever it was. Anyway.
0: Sam, Sam Sport, Yeah. The
1: we got off the we got onto the coach and we saw a guy with his hand in his coat pocket. Say up here. <laughs> oh. In there. And then he started running after the coach for about two miles. We got off, we stopped off at the hotel and he's he's there and he's still looking and talking. I'm like, this is just a a bad sign. And then we got there, trained, we weren't allowed out, uh, lost the game 2-0. It was just the hot, it was like in the middle of August as well. I think I came on and the geezer just ran me down the channel straight away. I was breathing out my ass. It was just like it was just a bad, bad place to play, right? So, just have bad experiences of playing in Turkey. But um, I wish him the best of luck there. Galatasaray is a massive club, as we said before. I think they have to qualify for the um, Champions League, but I, I don't think that'll be too much of a problem. I know his dream of playing in the European Cup, if not the um, uh, UEFA Cup. So, I, I wish him the best. He's been a great servant for Crystal Palace. And, yeah. It'll always be a legend in Crystal Palace's is honest, for sure.
0: There you go. Wonderful. All right, gentlemen, thank you for jumping on. It's been another great episode, and hopefully we'll be back same time next week. All the socials are in the links in the description. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So until next time, goodbye.